Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Joe McCall here. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. I have a special friend who is also uh, has an epic real estate investing podcast as well. His name is Matt Terrio. He's in the house. And I'm excited and honored to have Matt on the show. We got a lot to talk about on this podcast. And um, first, a couple house cleaning things. Uh, number one, if you're listening to this uh, on iTunes and Spotify or Stitcher or wherever, um, thank you for being here. Subscribe to the show. Uh, and give us a review. Give me a review. Let me know what you like about the show. Let me know that you like my show better than Matt's. That's awesome. I'll send you a million bucks. If you know, I'm just kidding. Don't do <laughs> That's <that>. my trick. <laughs> That's his trick. <laughs> there we go. All right. One more final announcement. This podcast is being brought to you today by, you ready for this, Matt? Yes. Oh, yeah. My new book, REI Secrets, Daily Nuggets of Real Estate Investing Wisdom to help you get more leads and close more deals. And I wrote this book. You know, I do these little REI in your car podcasts or little short ones. I turned them into um, chapters from my book. And each chapter is about two or three pages long just to give you little, uh, you know, daily doses of inspiration and wisdom. And like, just to <clears throat> you just read one little chapter a day while you're sitting on the toilet or whatever. And like, yeah, I can do it. I can make it happen. And uh, whatever. That was gross. I'm sorry I said that. But you can get this book for free at reisecrets.com. Just pay the shipping and handling. I'll send it out to you for free. reisecrets.com. I've been talking about it for a while. I've told you guys before, just yesterday or the day before, we finally opened up the sales page. So it is actually available right now. If you go to reisecrets.com, you can get it. Cool. All right. Enough of that. Thanks. Thanks for being here, Matt. How are you, man? Uh, congratulations, Joe. I didn't know about that little secret that you had right there. Oh, Those man. REI secrets. I even got the domain, reisecrets.com. Before Russell Brunson? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm writing a new chapter for Russell Brunson's new book. Really good. Yeah, I did. Um, have you? What is it going to be about? Well, first of all, this is the one I did. I did a chapter on this book. It's called 30 Days. If you were to lose right. everything um, and all you had was a ClickFunnels account, what would you do? And so I wrote a chapter on doing mind maps on, for mm -hmm. this book. And um, it's more education, publishing, internet marketing based, right? Mm -hmm. uh, his new book's about using ClickFunnels for brick and mortar businesses. And uh, he asked me to write one for realtors and investors on what you would do if you had a, um, a ClickFunnels account and you had to get 100 leads or you'd have to shut the door. And uh, so all I did, you know, it was super simple. I just started thinking about, well, number one, who is our customer in this business? It's not the sellers, it's the buyers. And I used the whole thing of like, you need to go out and find buyers first. And so I talked about content marketing, things that you could do to find buyers, hyper-local in your specific market. And so mm -hmm. this would apply to realtors and investors. Find the buyers, find what they want, and then go get it for them. Mm -hmm. So much easier, isn't it, to shop for what buyers want than to try to sell them what you have. So I just talked about that and submitted the chapter the other day, and it looks good so far. They're probably going to publish it, the whole book, in, in the next one or two months. But um, stay tuned for that. It's going to be a cool book. Sweet. Congrats, John. Their, their goal is to do it for like 20 different industries, you know, chiropractors, dentists, realtors, and nice. agents. Or whatnot. That's a good model. So, um, 
Yeah. Russell writes these huge books and he didn't even write one single page of it. <laughs> and I like that type of authorship. <laughs> so uh, what's been going on in your world? You just left California. I did. I did. We moved to Vegas. I've been here about four months and uh, had enough of the taxes, yeah. had enough of the traffic. And uh, I'm really glad I made the move. I really like it here. And we moved here right in the middle of the summer too. And everyone was warning me about the summer. I was going to hate the summer, but it was actually a pretty mild summer. It was actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Well, one thing I noticed when, you know, that little cliche thing when people say, yeah, but it's a dry heat. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's yes, it does, Joe. That's it a real does. thing. Yes. So next summer you come visit me and you can compare the St. Louis humidity <laughs> to the uh, Las Vegas dryness. And you will say, wow, this is nice. You're right. Well, okay. You know, you've been to St. Louis quite a few times in the mm -hmm. summer, haven't you? I have. Yes. And it does get pretty humid here. Yep. So you, you tell me you'd rather have 110 Las Vegas heat than 90 degrees St. Louis humidity heat. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't have to think about it. Didn't have to think about it. <laughs> All right. Whatever. That's whatever. That's me. Uh, so you're, uh, you're, I'm saying, I'm assuming you're saving a lot of taxes because Vegas doesn't have state income tax. Yeah. It's a zero, it's a zero percent. And then, uh, you know, this year uh, we did our taxes and Trump, love him or hate him. I mean, he's mm -hmm. good for some people, not for others. Mm -hmm. and, and in this situation, he's not good for Californians because <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. state tax is no longer federally deductible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that uh, we're basically moved over here. We got the same, uh, the house is probably about twice as big for the same price. Wow. And the tax savings alone pays for the house. So it's Are good you move. serious? Yeah. Good for you. What is, uh, what does Mercedes think? She is warming up to it. Yeah, uh, it was tough for her to move away from her family, and but uh, we have this thing called Jet Suite X. You probably won't know about that in the middle of the country, but um, it's a it's a little private charter thing. I think it's private. It feels private, but you get to skip TSA. You go to this own little this little separate hangar. You can drive up 15 minutes before your your plane leaves. Oh come on! And it sounds really posh and, and expensive, but like if you do it in, in enough in advance, you're, it's a hundred bucks one way from Las Vegas to Burbank. So. Serious. Yeah. So it's, it's faster than flying or excuse me. It's faster than driving and it's cheaper than driving. I've been flying first class almost everywhere I go for the last couple of years. Yeah, now. I, you can't go back. You I don't back. care how much it costs. Yep. You know what? I learned a little trick. So to, to save on the, the first class costs, I will, if you take a connection first class, it's not that much more than the direct coach flight. Oh, so you, what do you mean connection? Like, yeah. So I'll, I'll take a, a two part flight. Like I'll, if I'm going to, from LA to Miami, I'll stop in Atlanta to then before I get to Miami. And by making that connection, um, that two part flight, it's actually not that much more than coach. So you'll get out at Atlanta. You won't finish the second leg of the flight. No, no, no. I'll, um, no, it's, I'm definitely going to Miami in that, in that scenario. Oh, okay. But I okay. just, I might have an hour layover. So I just go to the bar, have a drink and then uh, get back on the plane. There is a service. Have you heard of this? Um, it's where you, let's say you want to fly to Atlanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes cheaper to buy a flight to Miami that has a layover in Atlanta. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so when you have your layover in Atlanta, that's really where you want to go. Just you just there. get off. You, you just leave, right? You stay there at the airport. I mean, you right. leave. And so this 
company does that. So you tell it where you want to go and it'll give you all of the flights. I'll find it here when you're talking. I'll look for it. But it gives yeah, you all of the, the like flights and <laughs> the major airlines were suing this company for it. Um, but they won. They won because um, uh, I forget why. They, they sh- There's a bunch of other industries that do this and mm-hmm. they're not breaking any laws. There's no restrictions against that. I'll find that link and I'll, put, I'll tell you guys about it here soon. But um, this is the Real Estate Investing Mastery podcast, not flying on airplanes. But we have to travel to the real estate. So that's exactly right. So what do you got going on in your business? Are you still, you're still doing deals in multiple markets or where are yeah, you focusing so that's, on right now? That's pretty much um, Mercedes area. She's handling the turnkey and she's still in probably active, really active in six different markets. Okay. And cool helping busy professionals uh, build a portfolio so they can retire early is kind of the whole thing around her world. And then uh, now that I'm here in Vegas, though, I'm back, I'm back in the streets. I'm in a market where I can actually work and, and generate cash flow. Couldn't do that in LA for so long. So you're, and, so Mercedes is buying, doing the turnkey business, mm-hmm. helping clients find turnkey cash flow rental properties in um, other markets. Is your website, what's your website in case people are interested in that? Oh boy. Is it, it still cash flow savvy? Oh, cash flow savvy, yes. Yes, cashflowsavvy.com. Cashflowsavvy.com. Yes. And I've wholesaled some houses to you guys. I don't know if you remember that. It was a long time ago. Probably back in 2014. 2013. Yeah, yeah we were buying from everybody in St. Louis, but I know we bought some from you. Yeah. And uh, we were selling turnkey properties that you were turning around and selling to cash buyers, investors that were looking for good long-term cash flow. Are you yep. still doing business in St. Louis? Just curious. Yeah. I just bought four myself in uh, St. Louis. Nice. nice. And um, let's see. So you're doing now your own deals in just Vegas. You're yeah. not going virtual. Ah, wow. Right. right. So you're, you're doing the old belly to belly appointments now with sellers. Yes. It's, oh, so, you're it's so invigorating. I'm loving it. I'm loving Going it. Back to the dark side. Yeah. Good for you. So like, why? You know how to do deals over the phone, you know? Yeah, there's, there's, there's several reasons. One, I think it makes me a better coach. Two, it, it helps me stay up to date. It helps keep me sharp. You know, I do the ground and pound school with uh, Jeff Garner in St. Louis. Yeah. Uh-huh. About negotiating with sellers. And, you know, that very first one that we did, it, 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 I got really clear as to how rusty I got and how, oh, yeah. you know, if you and don't, don't use practice, it, you, get rusty. you lose it. Absolutely. So there's that. And, uh, I like this market, you know, with the Raiders moving here, they say there's about um, in the next three years, the population is going to double in Vegas, which sounds extraordinary still. to me. Yeah. There's right now, I've, I just, I'm still learning the geography here even. So I don't know too much just other than what I hear, but uh, apparently there are more jobs right here now than there are residents, more jobs available. Wow. Yeah. That blows me away. And, you're, and we're not talking about like jobs on the strip. You're talking about like all over Vegas. It's not. Yeah. All over. Yeah, it's the whole economy. It's a, it's a, what I've learned is the strip is a very small part of Las Vegas. Yeah. That's where one comes to see. I'm about 20 minutes away from it, 20 miles from it. So I live in just, it looks like little, little town, rural USA. And, you know, it's a little bit newer, and, but everything's nice and clean and neat and kids running around and doesn't look anything like the strip. And so you're, so you're doing marketing, uh, yep. finding the seller leads, Taking the calls, going on appointments, all that yep. good stuff. Yep. Good for you. Yep. Um, so what did you do when you moved there? 
talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what did you start doing? How did you do the research? How did you figure out what you were going to do for marketing? Sure. So I'm actually documenting the first 30 days as to, um, cause I, I have three clients here, our REI ACE clients that were in Las Vegas and all of them kind of petered out. And they said it was too hard here. It was too competitive and they couldn't do any deals. And so I kind of came here on a mission to, uh, okay, let me go see how difficult this market really is. So I said, I might as well document it. And the goal is to do it in a, do a deal in 30 days. Either that's a, a wholesale deal of $5,000 or more or a seller financed property buy and hold deal. And okay. I'm going to work no more than uh, 10 hours a week. And I'm going to spend no more than a thousand dollars on marketing. No more than a a month. A month. Yep. (laughs) Well, just the first 30 days that I'm recording. So I'm in in the middle of it. That I've, I've I've done that before and it's not easy. No, it's not. The, the, the challenge where you're documenting everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's almost more difficult to get all the cameras set up just to work. And then once you've got all the cameras set up now you're like, now you're tired and you don't feel like working, (laughs) you know, that that's what I was doing. Um, when I was doing it before, I was trying to document my process and it would take, I'd have a five minute seller call and it would take me 30 minutes to redo or set up that seller called and publish it. But good for you. I mean, I think it's important that people see that and Mm -hmm. um, see that, yeah, you know what? This isn't Mm -hmm. that hard. We're still in the business. This still works. So what are you doing then? Can you, do you mind sharing a little bit about kind of marketing that you are doing? Sure. So I am, uh, Doing uh, 10 Craigslist ads a day. So I'm starting there. You're posting 10 Craigslist ads a day. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. I am doing, let me write down the uh, 10 Craigslist ads a day. I am doing 10 LOIs wrapped in a yellow letter a day. So you're sending in a letter of intent mm-hmm. with a yellow letter to who? Yep. So I went and uh, got my, uh, downloaded everything I possibly could for my four zip codes in PropStream, headed over to a property list manager to stack them. And I'm just starting with the biggest number, the ones that have the most in common and working my way down. So I've got, uh, I'm still working through properties that have like five factors in common right now. So doing that. Are you handwriting uh, these letters or or printing them? I'm handwriting them. It's yeah, it's fun to, it's, it's fun to go back to the, back to the basics. That's a quote that I heard from Joe McCall one day. Um, brilliant then, at the basics. Brilliant at the basics. Yes. <laughs> then uh, doing the driving for dollars. Yeah. Uh, nice. Are you doing yep. the deal machine? Yep. Very cool. And uh, doing that. And then I'm writing at least one offer a day through my realtor friend. And to MLS properties. Yeah, to MLS properties that have been on the day on the MLS 90 days or longer. Okay. And we're sending a full um what you call it? Full price offers with uh principal only seller finance terms. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Did you hear what Matt just said, guys? This is gold. And this is something we're actually doing right now. We pulled a list of free and clear properties that have been owned by owner occupants or absentee owners, both. They've owned it for over 20 years Mm -hmm. and their age was over 55, I think. 
And uh, we've got a bunch of them. Free and clear. Did you know one third of all the homes in the United States are owned free and clear, right? I did There's know no that. Mortgages. That's from the U.S. Census. Yep. So we, then they've owned them for over 20 years. What does that mean? A lot of deferred maintenance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're getting elderly. They're wanting to move. They're free and clear. Lots of equity. We're sending them a letter and this should, these letters, I've done this before a couple of times in this new batch I'm doing right now. I found a student to partner with me on it who does a lot of owner financing. So we're sending a cover letter says, Hey, we're going to make you an offer. I know this is strange. This is out of the blue, but it's okay. We're, we want to make you an offer for full price on your house. In fact, we say on there, we'll buy your house for Zillow value minus repairs. And we'll give you full price. We say we give you full price for your house, which is Zillow value minus repairs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we in the offer, it's a one-page letter of intent. Okay, and uh, we put on there we 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 got like four or five thousand of these properties. I paid somebody on Fiverr to go and scrape all of them from Zillow and give me the zestimate and the rent zestimate. Okay, mm-hmm. and then we uh, we made them an offer at the zestimate price, and then for the payment. We did half of the Zestimate rent. So if the Zestimate says it rents for a thousand bucks, we told them we'd pay them 500 bucks, principal only payments. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're sending these offers now, right now. I've done it before. Not a huge response, but holy cow, the calls that I did get, they're like, this is interesting. Tell me more. Like, you know, I was getting ready to sell my house and uh, you're telling me I don't have to clean it up or fix it up and, and, and you'll do owner financing. I don't have to pay capital gains taxes on this thing. That's what they're thinking. They would rather get monthly income from yep. these properties and yep. not worry about being the landlord, right? You get monthly income from these properties and you're, you're buying it owner financing. So they're not going to get any calls from the tenant to fix things, to replace things or whatever, right? They're just being the bank. They go crazy over this. It's amazing. I'm excited about this. We're doing this for land right now. We're just sending blind offers. Why not send blind offers for houses as well that are free and clear, <laughs> On terms, right? Yep. Well, How much awesome. are you offering down? Oh, for the down payment? Uh-huh. We didn't even say anything. Oh, you know what? No, if, if my letter of intent doesn't even say anything about a down payment. Got it. Does um, your letter of intent say principal only? Yes. No, what it says is, uh, I can pull one up here. Um, I don't, don't want to waste people's I time. Use, I don't say that. I, I think we said, um, we'll pay you $500 a month until paid. I think is how we phrased it. Uh, yeah, um, I like it. Yes, yeah, some, something like until paid. And, uh, but anyway, I love owner financing. And I think, Matt, you're really onto something, especially in a competitive, difficult market like Vegas. You look at all the competitors out there, what are they all trying to do? They're trying to get properties at 60, 70 cents on the dollar. Yep. Right. And you're now able to come to these realtors and say, listen, you got a client who wants to sell their house. It's been on the market for 90 days. I can give them the price they want if they're willing to do owner financing right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, you could probably get a VA to go through and look at all of the properties that have been on the market over 60 days and look them, look them up in PropStream and see which ones are free and clear. See which ones were bought over 10 years ago. And you, if you have too many, you could just focus on those, have the VA do that and send offers to the realtors, right? Oh, I love it. Sweet now. That's awesome. So I, just so, uh, get, I just want to get one a month is all I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. And on, if I get some others that I don't want to hold, I'll wholesale those. But uh, I'm trying to get just get one, add one property to my portfolio per month. 
Here's something, Matt, that I wrestle with. Like, you know, we both coach a lot of people and we're always trying to get them to focus uh, on, on focus, right? And not chase shiny objects. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think we struggle a lot with coaches is we're telling people to focus on one thing, right? But when you're talking to a motivated seller, well, you can offer cash, you can offer lease option, you can offer owner financing, you can do subject to. How do you navigate through that when you're working with somebody or even in your own deals? Do you take the philosophy like, you should just only make one offer. You should just have one thing that you're doing. Or do you you say you should make multiple offers? How do you navigate that? Sure. So what we're just talking about right now, these are just blind offers going out. So I'm going for just the seller financing situation. Um, but when I get the appointment and I'm belly to belly, then I'm definitely going for the equity position. I, I go for that every single time. Okay. And then uh, I've got five different ways that I ask for it before I move on to my next structure. And, okay. and typically I'll just segue into uh, if we're going back and forth and I, we just can't meet on the price, then I'll say, okay, well, if I gave you your price, how much of that do you need right now? Mm. And then that will go into, well, what do you mean? <laughs> right? So yeah, ideally that's what I'm looking for, the response. Nice. But, but that's how I make the transition. You know, there's a lot of tired landlords in Vegas. If you were to go right now and look in Zillow, you normally, when I'm looking at a city, you know, you got a little area like this and there's, mm-hmm. you know, a couple dozen red dots in that little area mm-hmm. for rentals, you know, but right. if you go look on Zillow in Las Vegas, that whole box is red. Like there's so many rentals. It's ridiculous, which is a good thing. Why? Because of all of the groups of sellers out there, what is the one group of sellers that's most likely to be motivated to want to sell? People that have a vacant house. Vacant houses. And a lot of them are landlords. One of the things you should try to do, Matt, if you want my tell opinion, me, tell me, Joe. I never know. Look what up, I talk about, so. look up the rentals on Zillow uh-huh. that are listed by property managers, or it doesn't matter. Look up the rentals on Zillow and your target zip codes, mm-hmm. and send the owner a letter. Yeah, we already do that. We do the. It's called our frustrated landlord attraction marketing. So, oh, nice slam letter. And here's uh, the thing. Yeah, I we're, I do this thing called five leads in five days challenge, right? I, mm-hmm. I do it, I've done it a couple of times. The first thing I tell everybody to do: go to Zillow, find the rentals, and send twenty handwritten letters. We're getting students in there, Matt, that are telling us they're getting fifteen to twenty percent response rates. Mm-hmm. Fifteen to twenty percent re- on a handwritten yellow letter. Direct mail doesn't work anymore. Well, what do you think about it? <laughs> These are rental properties. They've been vacant for three months. The, the seller, the owner, the landlord just put in five grand to clean it up. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to have to pay the property manager another full month of rent after they get the tenant. The, the property doesn't need any work. And you call them and say, hey, I can give you full price for your house. When you want to talk? Yep. Love it. Yep. Well, here, I'm supposed to be interviewing you, Matt, and I'm doing all the talking. I'm no, that's good. I was, taking, I was taking the coaching, Joe. I wrote it all down. But that one we already had. We're already doing that one. <laughs> yeah, it works, man. It works really, really well. Yeah. Our cover letter kind of addresses all their pains too. Like, hey, I know what it's like to have a vacant house. I'm an investor Ooh. too. Would oh, you be yeah. open to, to selling if uh, we could get you really close to what you had net on your cash flow anyway? Nice. And, uh, that's how it goes. All right. So you're going back to the basics, right? You're sending, you're sending marketing to sellers. Yep. You're posting Craigslist ads. You're driving for dollars. What happens, Matt, when the phone rings? Oh, it's, uh, I say, hello. (laughs) Oh, uh, you don't let it go to voicemail? No, no. I answer live. Oh, why do you do that? 
Because uh, you got to answer the phone on their time. I don't want to sit around and chase voicemails. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. Oh, so well, that was a, Oh, you were setting me up. I said that was a trick question. I, I saw what you up. did there. I was like, well, why wouldn't you answer it? They're calling uh, you right now. <laughs> especially guys and you're in a competitive market. The first thing you can do to stand out above your competition is really simple. Answer the stinking phone. You right? know how many sellers you, you talk to that, uh, yeah, the other guy never called me back. <laughs> like no. I did it over and over and over and over. I can't tell you how many buyers that we've worked with, right? Mm -hmm. That will tell us, listen, you're the only guys who answer their phone. The reason why we chose to work with you and go with you is because you answer the phones. Realtors don't do it. Property managers don't do it. And wholesalers and investors don't do it. They're the worst. I'd say realtors are the worst. Mm -hmm. Wholesalers are second, right? Like for some reason, we think of this phone like a cactus or something, you know, mm -hmm. but answer the phones. That's where the money is, right? Yep. yep. And I got so, all my, uh, my different phone numbers programmed into my phone. So it comes up on my caller ID. I know who, who's calling and what it's about. So it gives me a little, a few seconds to, to prep and know it's game time. Nice. Okay. And then number, if, if you can't answer the phone, it goes to voicemail. Not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you wait a couple of days to call them back? <laughs> Always. <laughs> do you do a bunch of research and look up the property on Zillow and, and, and try to figure out a bunch of comps? Yes, that's what you're supposed you to do. Before back? No, actually, um, right after they, uh, they call me, if I, if I can't get it, 15 minutes later, a ringless voicemail goes to them saying, hey, I was on the other line. Sorry about that. Give me a call back. I'm, I'm available now. And then uh, if they don't call back 15 minutes later, it gives them a text. And in that text, it says, uh, what does it say? Hey, I had to run out. If you, if you just click this link, I can get you an offer probably the quickest way that way. Then that sends them to my website and then we repixel them and then... Uh, go from there we're doing uh we're doing i'm, I'm doing some land deals with my boys right? we're going, we pixel to remarket that's what we do yes okay. go ahead sorry um i'm doing land deals with my boys using jack bosch's land system mm -hmm. and uh i built it all out in rei simple which is our crm we white labeled freedom soft and mm -hmm. um it's, it's called rei simple but i've customized it for lease options and i've also customized it for my land business as well one of the things we do is we have a local phone number that we put on the letters and all of the calls going to that number go right into our database, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we're getting about an eight point, I just looked at it this morning, we're getting an 8.7% response rate on our letters to vacant landowners. But anyway, the call comes in and that's in California. We're targeting Kern County and LA County, vacant land that are three plus acres or more. They're worth less than $100,000. So anyway, um, they call, it goes to voicemail because we could just get way too many calls to handle. We have a reference number on the top of the letter that says, hey, thanks for calling. If you can, please leave the reference number on the top of your letter and we will send you an offer right away. It goes to voicemail. They leave a voicemail. Nine times out of 10, they leave that reference number. But if they hang up, it sends them a text automatically back right away. Hey, thanks for calling. What's the letter reference? What's the reference number on your letter? And give us your email. We'll also email you the offer. We'll prepare an offer. We'll email it nice. to you. And so anyway, that, that voicemail comes in, we get the reference number, my boys then do the research, and then we will, we will mail and email the offer to the seller. And uh, we'll, so we'll stick it in the physical mail. And, but anyway, I love how automation with systems and tools like that, you can automate a lot of that follow-up for you, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we set up, we change the status, it sends them a text in four days, hey, you should be getting a, an offer in the mail today or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we 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 send them another text 14 days later. 
if we've not heard from them back yet. And then we send them a second offer. And then we send them a third offer. Like guys, the technology is out there. And I'm assuming you use a different CRM, but um, it's not that hard to set up, is it? No, I don't know. Once it's set up, it's, you just let it go. Awesome. Does it for you. Okay. So Matt, what are you using for your CRM? REI Solutions. And uh, I had this before I had I ever heard of REI Simple, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we white, label, we white labeled REI Black Book. Which is awesome. I love yeah. REI Black Book. No, it's, it, he adds a new feature every, every quarter and it's just like, it's, it's sticking right up there with the best of them. Doesn't matter what you use. So again, I'm bringing all this up, guys, because I just want to let you all know that being brilliant at the basics is how you make money in this business. You send out marketing consistently. I'm assuming, Matt, you're doing this every day. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not letting anything stop you. No. You're not getting distracted. No. You're not uh, working on your website. No. I do have an eight-year-old that runs around the house, though. But uh, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I'm pretty focused. So, guys, I mean, this is one thing I like about Matt so much is that he's hyper-focused. He gets so much accomplished. You know, you look at his, he does way more podcasts than I do. Are you every day now? Yep. Daily. Ugh. Makes me mad, but he's doing daily podcasts, delivering incredible value and content, right? Every day. And he's doing deals and he's got an eight-year-old running around the house and he just moved to a new market doing deals from inside of Vegas. I love it. Mm-hmm. Answering the phones. Yeah. You know, one thing about, let's just talk about, we spent a lot of time right there running through all the different technology and what's available. And this is something I'm frequently having with my clients right now because we have gotten pretty technology intensive over here and we've made it some amazing systems and we just copy and paste our business into our clients' business. And and I'm noticing that they get so bogged down in the technology and they forget that the objective of the technology is to yeah. get on the phone with the seller, right? Exactly. So yeah. don't let the uh, the technology get in the way of the actual um, goal of the whole process because yeah. uh, it's a people business and this technology just makes it easier to get in touch with people. But that's the key is to get in touch with the people, not sit there and jerk around with the, uh, a texting and RVM thing. Tom Kroll told me one time, he said, Joe, you show me a podio expert. You show me an expert in podio and I'll show you a broke wholesaler. <laughs> <laughs> he is absolutely right. You know, <laughs> He's got it's some so, good ones every once in a while. That was yeah, a good one. Yeah, he does. But like you, you, you need to step away from the computer, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just talking about this today on my coaching call. Um, it's just like, guys, listen, stop. Forget about the technology and getting the contracts to fill out and all that. Print a bunch of blank ones. This is a pen. Okay? Get a pen and fill in the blanks with your stinking pen, right? Get an envelope, fold it, put it in the envelope, stamp it write the address and mail it. Take a picture of it with your phone and email it to the seller. Like whatever you do, your goal is to talk. I, and this is me talking like this is, I'm supposed to be interviewing you, but <laughs> talk right. to five sellers a day, guys. Yeah. Talk to five sellers a day. And what's the number one rule in real estate? It's not location, location, location. It's make offers, make offers, make offers, right? So if, if, if technology is getting in the way and stopping you from doing that, then get rid of the technology. Like, stop it. Yep. Right? Yep. Say it's a few things that my old real estate 
agent uh, or broker used to tell me this was like, gosh, now it's been like almost 15 years. I used to, I was always saying that I've been in the music business for 15 years before I got into real estate, but now I've been in 15 years in both. Uh. Equally, yeah. <laughs> As again, I'm getting old. Anyway, um, you'd always say that a couple of things. You say, this is a home-based business. It's not a home-bound business. Oh, right? that's good. So you got to get out on the streets. He good. also said it was, this is the uh, easiest low-paying work you'll ever do, but it's the <laughs> highest paying hard work you can ever experience. That's good. And uh, oh, and the other thing was, which I love this uh, about her, she would just say, just go out and get contract signed. I don't care if you mess it all up. Just bring it back yeah. here. We'll fix it for you. We'll fix yeah. it all up and it'll be all nice. And you just get the signature on the sign and, or, or on the contract and bring it back. So that was like where I started from was with the, that type of foundational thinking. Well, that's good. You know, it's just... Yeah. If, it, if the price is close enough, get it under contract, right? Because you can always negotiate the price later. You can uh, cancel it if you have to, but just get it under contract, especially for lease options. What I tell people all the time, just get it under contract because after a couple of weeks, if you're not getting any traction, you can go back to the seller and lower the rent or something like that. Good. Mm-hmm. What do you see, Matt, for 2020? We're coming into the end of the year, 2020 is coming on us. Mm-hmm. See any major shifts in the market? Does it matter? To me, it doesn't matter because I'm a cash flow investor, right? Okay. My intent is to hold everything I come across. I don't, but that's my first intent. And then once I do my evaluation, then I decide if I'm going to or not. By the way, doesn't that make it easier when you're talking to sellers? Because you're the guy buying the house. You're not in the back of your mind thinking, I hope I have a buyer for this. You know, I hope mm-hmm. I can wholesale this. You're approaching every deal like it's your own deal for yourself. And that yep. changes your mentality, doesn't it? Totally. And I, and I, I share that with my clients. Like you're going in and you got your transition agreement on your way out saying, okay, thank you, Mr. Seller, Mrs. Seller. I got everything I need. I'm going to go conduct my due diligence. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a great property for my portfolio. But in the event that it's not a good fit, don't worry. I've got a whole network of investors that'll be happy to, to pick it up from me. And uh, we'll make sure that we just get your money and the time promised. That's after all, that's what's most important, right? Yep. Nice. So, I'm going in, this is my property unless due diligence reveals otherwise. Good. Yep. Excellent. So 2020, you know, 2020. Does, yes. doesn't matter it's, it's, if it's cash flowing, you're going to hold it. Yeah. You know that I'm so big on the, uh, the principal only structure now. Yeah. And I've always done it, but I had a student that just went bonkers with it. And he doesn't even do the three option letter of intent anymore. He just makes principal only offers. Wow. Principal only payment offers. And he's a young kid. I think he's like 20, 29 now. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll tell you in a sec. I know you're a God fearing man. So I was like, that's why I stuttered. And, and I was like, should I say this or not? <laughs> but he just put a strip club under contract for seller financing. But anyway, <laughs> principal only. Is he from Vegas too? Is that where he found No, he's it? up there in Pennsylvania, but his Instagram has blown up ever since. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Is but, he going to uh, keep the business in operation or what's he going to do? He's yeah, going to own a strip yeah. club business? Like I said, his Instagram is pretty wild right now. So oh who knows what the future holds for him. But um, what he did and he showed me like, yeah, he actually became the teacher in, in some regard where he had all of these properties. I mean, he had probably I don't know, 35, 40 principal only payment properties. And in two years, he came to us and asked and said he wanted to do a refi. And his first round of refi, he got 750 grand. And his next round of refi, he got like 600 grand. So that's like one point, what? 1.3, 1.4 million tax-free because it's a loan. So and he's was, refinancing them into a traditional mortgage. Right. 
but he got the principal pay down so darn low that he was able to take all that money out and put it in a really low interest rate. He's still cash flowing. He still owns all the properties. Why not just pay them off? You know? Well, he's still building. But that's the cool thing about owning free and clear rental properties. You don't need a ton of them to make great cash flow, right? No, you don't. Well, it depends on how big your dreams are, I guess. So let's talk about this because this is so important. I And I totally agree with you, Matt. This is like, I think the future because prices are starting to slow down a little bit, maybe even come down. There are tons and tons of sellers out there who want to sell. They want to go through the hassle of listing with the realtor and they own the house free and clear. Everyone else is going out there trying to make offers at 60, 70 cents on the dollar. You're saying you can offer the seller full price, mm-hmm. principal only payments. So how do you run your numbers? How do you make your offers on these kinds of deals? Well, it's pretty much the the traditional wholesaling thing. You know, you take your after repair value, you multiply it by a certain percentage based on your market, somewhere between 70 and 85%. And then uh, let me back up and just say it this way. My mindset when I go into a property is that I'm going to buy this property in one of two ways, either my price in their terms or their price in my terms. Yeah. As long as I can control one of them, I can always make a deal for myself. Yeah. So there's plenty of situations where if they would take my terms, I didn't have no problem overpaying for the property. Yeah. Right. So I just So let's talk about the terms a little bit. Is that all right? Yeah. Let's say it's a two hundred thousand dollar house and uh, they own it free and clear and it rents for fifteen hundred dollars a month. Okay. You offer them two hundred grand. How do you structure the payments? Yeah. So typically I will say I'll give you ten percent down and divide the balance up into three hundred equal monthly payments. Three hundred, which is how many how many years years or something like that. Yeah. They always push back on it. So I don't have a problem with it. 25 years. 25 okay. years. Twenty. Yeah. I was way off. Um, so they're so, going to push back on that. Uh-huh. And um, then what do you do? Where do you go from there? So I said, well, how about we'll, leave, we'll do 200 payments and then I'll balloon the last hundred. Mm. And I'll just keep kind of going there because I know that 300 monthly payments typically will allow me to cash flow just about anywhere. Well, is there a certain dollar amount cash flow that you want to cash flow every month? Or does it matter when it's principal only payments? Yeah, I look for an infinite cash on cash return. Because I know with that type of structure, it might be the cash on cash return there might only be what, 10, 12% in that type of deal. But when you factor in all the other profit centers of real estate, it's really like a 35% return. And then you got the, all the principal pay down, you're up to 50, 60% return. So that enables me to go out and get the get private money for the down payment, pay them 10%. And I've got this arbitrage where I got 50% left. And I'm totally Okay, well, let's talk about that. Do you mind? The, the private yeah. money for the down payment. Mm-hmm. Are you putting that private investor in first position? Yep. Putting the seller in second? Okay. And so you're getting a private no, 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 investor. No. They, go, they go in second. They go in second. Okay. I'm sorry. Good. I wasn't going to say nothing, but you know, maybe you got your thing going. No, 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 um, no. You're right. There was a, a guy, a guru, and I won't mention his name. He went to jail oh, um, boy. from Colorado who taught this strategy. And he would say, get a private investor in first position and borrow your, some of your profits early, which I think is a disaster. So anyway, you want to keep that investor safe and protected. First position. Yeah. You get a small second position note. But um, so then you get maybe 200 payments mm-hmm. and the balloon in maybe 10 years, something like mm-hmm. that, right? Yep. And then uh, what do you turn around and just rent it like a rental property or do you sell it on owner financing, wrap it? It depends the quality of the property. 
or yeah, I guess that, I mean, I guess uh, it's kind of popular terminology to use the grading system, the ABCD. If, mm-hmm. if it's something that I know is going to be, I've had enough of these now, I can kind of know what's going to be easy to manage and what's going to be difficult. If it's going to be difficult, then I'm going to look for a, a buyer to, to sell it on seller financing. Okay. But most of the time, I want to keep it. So you'll just rent it then and mm-hmm. do, you'll be like um, a regular normal landlord. Yep. Traditional rental, nothing fancy. When you sell it on owner financing or you wrap it on owner financing, because you got a great note on the A to B side. Mm-hmm. Do you allow them on the B to C side to refinance it in five years or like cash you out or does it? Yeah, I don't, I don't have a prepayment penalty. I'll, I'll actually do contract for a deed on the, on the sale. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't mess with title at all. So you, you'll let them owner finance it from you for 30 years. If they yeah, want I just to. make sure it's bigger than the, the note that I have on with the seller. Nice. Yep. And so what, on average, what do you cash flow in one of these deals? How much, how much in, in dollars per month? Average. Probably between 250 and 450. Okay. Yeah. Is a cash flow, but then there's another 500 that's going straight to the principal. And since you're buying these, you can depreciate them. Yep. Correct. Yep. You get to um, write off the taxes. Yep. But the amortization is the sick part. That's where all the money's at. Yeah. Nice. If you wanted to, you could sell these notes. Totally. I'm actually going to Eddie Speed's thing next week. To are you really learn how to do that? Yeah. And I'd love to go. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's in Atlanta, so it's you're closer than I am. But yeah, I'm going to there because that guy's the master. But I know, like, I I know how to structure a note, and it works for me. But if you're going to go resell those notes, there's certain things you have to have in place that I'm not quite clear on. So I want to go get clear on that. Excellent. Yep. I'll, I'll we'll have some mutual friends there. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, okay, so the uh, I love that. I'm gonna give you, you have something a even, even cooler, Joe. Yeah, yeah, come on. And uh, <clears throat> so, a lot of times you will get pushback on the principal only. It's not like just everyone's a sucker for it and takes it. You know what I mean? It's sure. like uh, oh, yeah. you're like, well, wait a minute, what about my interest? So rather than offering, okay, I'll give you five percent, six percent on an amortized type loan. How about I give you 50 bucks a month interest on top of the $500 payment? 50 bucks interest. So you're. So, huh. but I'm still getting the huge principal pay down. So what about I, what interest rate does that work out to be? I don't know. I guess I could figure it out. All I know is I still want that big chunk, $400, $500 a month going towards my principal. So you're saying, how about I give you $50 interest a month on top mm-hmm. of. Yeah, or a hundred bucks a month in interest. Exactly. Rather than complicating it with percentage rates. I love that. Yeah. And you could also negotiate if they want interest, you could lower the price a little bit too, right? Price Yeah. Terms. So the, the price in terms, they like a little seesaw, they go back and forth. And then uh, actually something I learned from Eddie about a year ago was to then start tiering your interest. So, okay, so let me cash flow and catch up since I'm giving you all this money. I'll give you 25 bucks a month in interest. My second year, I'll give you 50 bucks. The third year, I'll give you 75 bucks a month in interest and tear it like that. <clears throat> and so that, that's just another little negotiating thing that you have at your disposal to use. I used to have, you know, you've heard of the Red X? The Red X. It's, it's not a strip club. <laughs> no, I have not heard of it. It's called the, uh, it's the Red X. It's a, if you have an MLS subscription, you can get expired listings. So the red X 
mm. You go out and you plug in your MLS access. They give you expired listings. You might also be able to get FISBOs or something like that. And they'll skip trace it for you. And then it's got a dialer and you can call them. Well, anyway, this is maybe seven, eight years ago. I got a subscription to it. And I, I asked them, I said, hey, listen, I, you can give me all of this data on these properties. Can you also give, from the MLS, can you also give me public record data? I said, well, what do you mean? I said, listen, I just want to know of all these properties that are on the MLS, actives or expireds, can you tell me what was the last market sale date on those properties? And they said, yeah, sure. Don't tell anybody, but yeah. So they did the thing for me and I was able to download every week properties that were actively listed and from a spreadsheet, see when the last market sale date was. And if I knew that the last market sale date was blank or it was over 10, 15, 20 years ago, that was a property with a lot of equity. And so I never did this all the way, but I started contacting the realtors of these properties. Instead of sending them an offer, I started just calling them or emailing them and saying, hey, listen, I'd like to make an offer on this property. Is it still available? That was kind of my entrance into it. Yeah, it's still available. I'm surprised it hasn't sold yet. looks like a really nice house. What's going on? You know, just start building a little rapport and talking to them. And I say, well, I don't, this probably won't work, but would they be open to um, maybe owner financing or something like that? Mm-hmm. And they're always thinking, well, in the back of their mind, they may not say it. They may say, well, what about my commissions? I, you know, right. And I say, well, listen, if we can structure something, I don't know if it'll work, but like, I'll make sure you get your full commissions, number one, and I'll let you represent me. You can get both sides of the commissions. You can double dip your commissions. <clears throat> and uh, that opened up a lot of doors. Sure. And it's something that you guys can think about, uh, all y'all listening, is just talk to these realtors, right? And a lot of these properties that are listed for sale, they're free and clear. Find out which ones those are. Yep. That's actually my, my favorite question to ask a realtor. When I'm buying property, that's about the only thing that they're good for <laughs> is to yeah. ask. I said, hey, do you, know any, do you have any listings that would be willing to carry back? And mm. they'll say yes or no. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, they don't really, they get so paranoid about their commission. And, you know, having been a realtor, when you're holding an open house, you get a number of people come through and a small percentage of them, but there'll always be some will be investors. They'll come in and they'll just say something dumb. Hey, you got any good deals? You got anything that pencils? <laughs> Hey, you got anything that makes sense? <laughs> like they, they come in and ask such generic, vague questions that realtors just, that's their normal experience with an investor. And they're just, their eyes just roll in the back of their head whenever they hear investor. So mm-hmm. going in and asking specifically what you're looking for. Hey, I'm looking for a yeah. three bed, two bath in this zip code. Uh, any listings there that you know of that would be willing to carry back financing. And then your reception will be a lot better. Very good. Love it. I got to get going. I just, oh. it's 510 right now in St. Louis. And uh, I got to take my kids to gymnastics, Christmas right. show practice, and dinner. I got to go. This is what happens when you get four kids. Matt, you need more kids. Yeah, I got one and I'm, he's at hockey right now. So I'm good. <laughs> and I appreciate you being on the show. Hey, it's uh, great. We, we talked about a lot of things, went a hundred different directions, but yep. um, this has been really good. You have a fantastic podcast called Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to encourage all of you guys to go and listen to it. Um, I've never listened to one episode that I thought was dumb. <laughs> okay. like Oh, thank you, Joe. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and uh, every one I'm like, that's a fantastic idea. Or it's like, I like the way Matt, I've heard that before, but I like the way Matt simplifies it. 
and makes it sound so easy because it is. So I'd encourage all of you guys to go listen to Matt's podcast, the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Matt, where can people go get more information? You've got some really good books and courses and programs. What, what's a good, give us all the different websites that people can go to. Yeah, okay. I mean, the, the podcast is probably the best place to start. Type in epicrealestateinvesting.com and that'll open up the, uh, the podcast app right there on your phone. Epicrealestateinvesting.com. Uh, there's that one. And then uh, one thing that's been really successful for us is showing people how to do this business with little to no money. And I know that's a common thing that most people say. And it's really easy to show people how to do the real estate with little to no money, but it's not as easy to show people how to do the actual business with little to no money. And so we have a, um, a challenge, so to speak, over at uh, freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. You make a $100 pledge to yourself that you will complete the course. And if you complete the course, I'll double your money back. And if you post a check inside of the Facebook group, inside of, uh, what is it, uh, 12 weeks, inside of the first, first three months, I will triple your money back. And I'll have you on the podcast and I'll make you famous. Free real estate. Investingcourse.com. There you go. Free real estate investing course. Dot com. Uh, I love that. That's like a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pay you to complete my course. So that's one of, in my lease options course, I do the same thing. I have what's called a business completion challenge and uh, Hey, you go through the course, just set up your business and uh, give you your money back. Okay, cool. Nice. Anything final words, Matt? Uh, I love you, Joe McCall. Those are my final words. (laughs) I love you too, Matt. Brother, pal, man, <laughs> dude. All right, man. Go take care of your family and uh, I'll see you soon. Good to see you, Matt. Take right, care, take man. Care. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye.